welcome back to another episode of Living Louder, a podcast all about embracing our imperfections and taking a leap of faith into a richer, fuller, more empowered life. I'm your host, Chauncey Renee. So happy that you are here yet another week with me. I am so pumped this week. I have my good friend Tiara Croft on the podcast. And believe it or not, we have known each other for over 30 years, <laughs> if you can believe that. That's so crazy. But we were thick as thieves when we were younger. And, you know, a lot of time passed. She ended up moving away. But we have stayed in contact through the power of social media. So I'm so excited to have her on. She has a podcast all about being child free. And so I wanted to invite her on just to talk a little bit more about how that podcast came to be, um, why it's so important to talk about uh, people who are child free. And she breaks down some of the terminology for us on the different categories of people who do not have children. Um, and I had found her podcast very enlightening. So I was like, you know what? Come on, bring that over here. Bring that good stuff over here. Let us know a little something about it. So um, I am going to play that interview in a little bit. But before I do, let's go ahead and hop into our good news for this week. Hey, 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 let's start it off with some good news. Our good news for this week comes to us from Instagram account goodnews underscore movement. And it comes to us from St. Augustine, Florida, where there was a football team and they were just ending their practice uh, for their high school team. They were tired. They had just finished working out. They were exhausted. And someone was able to capture this moment. An elderly woman walked by the the camp that they were doing their workout. And the woman had uh, some kids with her. They were all carrying bags and they looked very heavy. There were grocery bags on their way home. And instead of just watching her do her thing (laughs) and struggling with those bags, that team all rallied around them. They all grabbed the bags from grandma and her babies and they ended up carrying those bags for uh, the grandma about five blocks in the heat after practice and someone was able to capture this moment and so if you do want to look it was posted I believe on uh, July 26th at good news underscore movement it's a very sweet picture but it just goes to show no matter who you are no matter where you are there is always an opportunity for you to be kind always an opportunity for you to be helpful so I hope that encouraged you today to get out there and do something nice for your neighbor. Okay, it's about that time. I'm going to go ahead and play the interview that I did with Tiara Croft. If you want to learn a little bit more about her as you are listening, you can find her on Instagram. Her Instagram account is Child Free Chats, and her podcast is available everywhere. It's called Child Free Chats with Tiara. So without further ado, my interview with Miss Tiara Croft. Oh my gosh, Mrs. Tiara Croft. Ah, she's married. Okay. My interview with Tiara. I have my childhood friend, 
here on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Tiara. Hi, Tiara. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, girl. Okay, T, I was trying to think about this. How old, how old were we when we first met? Because I, oh, I've thought about this a lot. Okay. okay. (laughs) I will tell you because I was in third grade and I had just started at Calvary Christian where you were already like head BIC. And you like took me under your wing. So I would have been third grade. So I was like, what's that eight? And yeah. you're, you're ahead of me. But yes, we met in elementary school and we just became like biggest thieves. I think our parents, like our moms yeah. really got along. Our moms were really good friends for a while there because they were both um, single parents. Mm-hmm. So they bonded over that. Yes. So Tiara and I spent many summers together making up many dances dance moves songs that's the kind of stuff we did in elementary school (laughs) so I'm so curious Tiara like what prompted you to move to Australia you guys can't tell maybe you can tell you have you have a teensy tiny (gasps) accent it's like so small oh bless me um (laughs) I'm trying to hold on to my American accent. It's still pretty American. Thank you. <laughs> I have so many Australians who are like, where are you from? <laughs> Can't Aww. you tell? I'm very obviously from Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> the offense is like real. Um, no, I <clears throat> moved to Australia because I was just going through this like mid-20s existential crisis mm. where mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I I'm just stuck in this rut. And I think that a lot of people can probably relate. So I'm not special, but you know, I just didn't have a goal. Like I didn't see where I was going. I was working the same office nine to five job. And I'm like, I just have, I just have to do something else. And Mm -hmm. I was one of those people who was terrified of leaving LA. Like Mm -hmm. the thought of even traveling to me was like, wow why would I, I don't need to do that. You know, I'm happy where I'm at. Everyone comes to LA. So Mm. why do I need to go out and see Mm -hmm. the world? And one day I'm like, no, you need to grow up. Like you just got to do something else. And if, if nothing ever changes, nothing's ever going to change. So I looked up visas, like working visas Mm. to go to wherever I could. And Australia was just one of the only places that has a working relationship with the U.S., so oh, no. if you're under 30, you can go to Australia and work for six months a year, however long it's up to a year. Um, and I thought I would go for six months and got here and loved it and never left. That's amazing. Yeah, and you year. met your boo yeah, we, in Australia as well. At work. Yeah. So it was like such a trip that I... I stretched out my visas as long as I could. So basically after the first year, I said, I'm not leaving. And I got a student visa and went and studied. um, She has (laughs) I studied (laughs) massage therapy in Mm -hmm. Sydney. Mm -hmm. And while I was studying, I was also working part-time. And so I met Nathan at his job that he still has while I was doing reception work. Mm -hmm. So he, um, 
started out as friends where he's like thrilled he loves everything u.s so he loves he loves u.s sports he's been to more places in the states than i have (laughs) like he loves the place so obviously i was his new favorite person at work because i have this american accent he's like tell me everything you know about this (laughs) so yeah so we started talking and like the the relationship just was so great and Mm. my visa was coming to an end and i actually was like planning on moving and we kind of started dating and he was like you can't go back Mm. (laughs) it's like you're stuck here now Mm -hmm. so so yeah so then we just have gone through the whole visa process um I now have permanent residency I'm working on citizenship and here I am you're there that's Mm. so exciting yeah really cool thanks so much for sharing that I think it's so cool it's something I feel like it's a running theme even though like it's never like been the topic of our podcast but it has of this podcast, but that theme of like living where you want to live, do what you want to do, like take some chances. You never know what's waiting for you. Um, so I definitely appreciate that, um, you know, that aspect of the story and you and Nathan have made a decision to be child-free. We are. Yeah. That's the name of your podcast, child-free chats with Tiara. I wanted to hear like a little bit about that. Like, how did you guys come to make that decision for yourselves or did you make that decision first and bring it to him basically I have known kind of for a long time Mm. that I didn't want to have kids and I think that those feelings started probably when I was about in high school yeah and it it was a tough decision to come to because of society and because everything always is well when you have kids Mm -hmm. or when you have your own family Mm So I always said in my head and probably out loud to a ton of my friends and my family, I don't think I want to have kids. Like it just doesn't seem like something that I don't have this maternal nurturing instinct in me and nothing about seeing other people with children looks appealing like at all. (laughs) So, So I've always kind of known, but I've always had that thing in the back of my head that still said, well, when you have kids, when you have kids. Mm -hmm. So it's so far ingrained in all of us. Yeah, it's always there that even when you say it out loud, I don't want to have kids. It's always still, well, when I do have kids and you're going, wait, okay, I'm so confused right now. So it was something that I thought of a lot all through my single 20, you know, my 20s. And I was really confused. I just didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I would compromise and go, okay, well, if the person who I fall in love with, if he wants to have kids, then I'll have kids. Mm. And if he doesn't want to have kids, amazing. Like that's just great for me. Mm -hmm. And fortunately when I met Nathan, he said the same thing. He was like, I'm just not sure if I want to have kids. And Nathan has um, some just like health issues. So he's got eczema, he's got asthma and all things that are kind of hereditary. So he's gotten it from his parents, his parents got it from their parents. And so he, his version of it was, I don't want to pass this on to a kid because I know what I've gone through Mm -hmm. and I don't want somebody else to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I just listened to that episode that you had with your husband on and it was so good. I loved it. Um, yeah, but he had like severe eczema because I feel like I haven't really heard of a lot of people talk about it in like that great of a detail. Usually when someone's like, oh yeah, I have eczema, it's like, maybe the inside of their elbows or, you know, behind their knees or something like that. Like 
um, well, I guess I'll speak for myself, you know, that that was kind of the picture that I had of eczema. And I sometimes forget like how extreme it can Girl, he really had be. It bad. Like really, and he's still, I mean, he's, um, it can be triggered by things like stress and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just different kind of uh, societal like um, triggers. And if mm-hmm. he has a bad day at work or if it's really hot outside or things like that can mm-hmm. trigger it. So even today he's still really suffering. So we spend our entire lives just trying to make sure that he stays stress-free, that yeah, he, you know, that he's it. comfortable and, and it's still so bad and he can just flare up and <sighs> all of his skin and he just says he's always itchy and to me like it breaks my heart like yeah. to know that somebody is constantly in pain it just makes me feel really bad and so that I know that if we had a kid that kid would obviously definitely have at least some because his nieces and nephews have it all they all have it as well wow. so it's definitely something that is a risk to pass on and I just couldn't imagine seeing my child yeah. going through what he went through as a kid and I have raging anxiety which is something that I'm have been dealing with for decades now and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm fully comfortable with the fact that I have anxiety Mm. like I accept I accept my own issues Mm -hmm. but I don't want to give that to someone else (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to be like I can deal with it so can you so (laughs) yeah so so we um we did go through a period where we were like well this is what we're supposed to do we have to have kids and so let's have kids kind of thing and I looked at him one day and I was like, why are we doing this? Like, neither one of us really wants to be doing this. We're just doing it because your family or your friends or my friends or Mm -hmm. whoever. And, you know, we had like a full, like, come to Jesus moment. And I went to therapy. I did a lot of soul searching. And it took some time before I was like, you know what? I have to be able to say out loud and live the way I feel. You Mm -hmm. know, I can't just keep doing things because society says I should when that's not making me happy. So, Absolutely. I, I was like, all right, well, that's it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put any more thought into this. I'm going to just live my truth. Yeah. And, and then that's when the podcast was, was born because I said, how many other people out there are feeling the same way that I felt where they're like, I don't think I want to have kids, but society, your family, your friends, everyone's going, no, but you have to, you mm-hmm. change mind. Mm-hmm. This, this is going to be what you're going to do like yeah. everyone else, you know? So that's, how the podcast started so that I can say, listen, we're out there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Making a voice for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important to explore things like this because it's definitely a, a common thing that we don't always know what our own voices are saying because of how deep the programming is and how strong the conditioning is. And it can be so hard. Like your inner voice told you since you were in high school and maybe even before that, because I kind of feel like I remember talking to you about it and you just being like, I don't like kids. Like even just like, as a kid, yeah, as a kid, just being like, no, I don't really like kids. Cause I was always like volunteering with the children stuff. And you doing, did. Yeah. And so um, I think that that was always your voice, but we are so inundated with just messages and programming and all of this crazy stuff all the time that it took you like how many years to finally be like, this is my voice. You know what I mean? And that, that makes me a little sad. Right. And so part of the problem with that is that 
people have this voice in their head that's telling mm-hmm. them that they don't want to have children, but society is saying that they have to. So then you have mm-hmm. parents out there who really didn't want to have kids, but now they do. Mm-hmm. And now you find these groups like I regret having children and mm-hmm. which is a Facebook group. And it's really sad to read um, and yeah. different things like that, where you just hear stories of people who are so unhappy when, if they'd been allowed or given the freedom to listen to themselves, mm-hmm they may have made a different choice. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad. Absolutely. And I think sometimes too, it's like, well, okay. So this is why I wanted to have you on because I learned a lot from your podcast, especially like in the earlier episodes when you're really laying the foundation of what being child-free means. So I think it's like, yes, there are some aspects of, society being like you have to but also I feel like there's like these parts of society that it's just the norm and so even if it's not like this like preachy you know shouting but it's just like that's what happens like in any fairy tale part too it's always like the kids you know what I mean exactly exactly (laughs) what you showed me with your podcast which is something that I haven't experienced is that yeah, sometimes it just is in the atmosphere, but other times it literally is people telling you that you should have kids or you're going to regret not having kids. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? It's fortunately for me, I have very supportive, my mom's very supportive and Nathan's Mm. parents, they understand, but they're still on the little kind of iffy side. But there are a lot of places where it's cultural. So, Mm -hmm. you know, having children to carry on your family name or having children to take Mm -hmm. care of the elderly or having children to kind of just help out around the house when they're kids, some of it's very cultural. So even if you have this thing in your head for whatever reason, you don't want to have children, you don't have that option because Mm -hmm. if you grew up in a huge family where everyone's got kids, whether it's plastered and all over the walls or beat into your yeah. head or whatever it's not like that it, it is it, it isn't even like that it's just you just you are you know so right. so because of the podcast I have yeah. some people who reach out to me and someone from Trinidad and Tobago reached out and so we got to have a really cool what? chat yeah she was amazing she was such a cool um she had really good insights and so her mm. issue that she faced when we talked about it was that in Trinidad and Tobago right now, there's a lot of crime on the elderly. And so people have kids because they don't want the crime to happen to them when they get older. So the question of who's going to take care of me when I get older is a real concern in places like that. And when she said that to me, I was like, ah, that is mind blowing to me. I've never Mm -hmm. thought about crimes on me when I get older. Like, and that's mm-hmm. the reason why you have kids. So it was just a very great conversation that we were able mm-hmm. to have when you don't realize kind of where these little seeds come from and why they're there, but they are. Totally. No, it absolutely does. And for me, someone who, so I learned, and you're going to give us all the terminology for some, for people who are, uh, who don't have children, because there are different categories of us. And I think that was something that I had learned from hearing some of your earlier episodes, especially because for someone like me, I didn't necessarily realize that there was this need for community 
Um, because I just, I have the privilege of not having to think about it. And so, whereas, you know, of course there's like mom groups and there's mom support groups. I didn't, I had the privilege of not needing a support group for not having children, (laughs) but that doesn't necessarily mean that people who don't have children don't need support groups. (laughs) So I'd love to hear a little bit more about the categories that, um, of people who don't have children are kind of put in and also like why are these categories so important for us okay i'll start with why they're important because um that might make the the terms Mm. make sense so they're important Mm -hmm. because like with everything else in life we we get to our end you know goal different ways. So we all have different ways of getting to the same place. So you can become a partner of, you know, a a law firm, but the way Mm -hmm. that you got there is going to be different from how somebody else got there. So Mm -hmm. we all came to be child-free for different reasons. Some of us, it's health. Some of us, it's, you know, that's just how life is. Some of us, it's by choice and you've just never wanted kids and that's just how it is. So they're important because we're not all the same. We have Mm -hmm. the same end result, but we're not all the same person and we didn't all get here the same way. So before childless was the way that everyone who doesn't have a kid was Mm -hmm. described. And it's still a very popular word to use for anyone who doesn't have a kid. Mm -hmm. Where that becomes problematic is because childless as an umbrella encompasses people who can't have kids. So that's Mm -hmm. people who want to have children and can't have children for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and people who don't want kids and so the reason why we like people who choose not to have kids we prefer child free because we don't see ourselves as missing anything by not having kids right right whereas people who are childless they're missing something in them in their minds in their hearts in their in their soul their goal is to have kids and they can't so they are childless yeah and I see that distinction as very important. And I know that I, I don't think people who are listening to this podcast are like that, but I do know that there is this, like, there's this kind of bug against inclusive language that mm-hmm. is going on yeah. right now. And so I can see people like kind of eye rolling, nobody who's listening, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Not your people. truly, truly, no, <laughs> they had a tune out a long time ago, yeah, exactly. but but, you know, I, I love that distinction of child-free and childless because it almost, for me, the way that it feels is it pays respect exactly. to people who really would, who really want children Absolutely. and who have gone through this process and just, it hasn't happened for them yet. Exactly. As opposed to child-free kind of denotes Woo! a little... And you're right. There is so much, like I have so much respect for people who want to have children and can't and, mm-hmm. and are, and that's a struggle that they go through. And to me, mm-hmm. you're right. It's, you've got to give respect to those people when their fight is a little bit different. They have a different fight than you. It's different. And they deserve that. I don't think that that's something we should take away from them. So yeah, I completely yeah. agree. And, and that's why I think a lot of um, vocal child-free people now are starting to say, no, I'm child-free. Like mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you understand this is a choice I've made, not just a hand I've been dealt. Right. And 
that you guys are coming together more in communities because, mm-hmm. hey, there are some things that child-free people end up dealing with that, yeah. yes, it's not as mainstream or it's a, it's a very different struggles. We don't compare issues, you yeah, know, exactly. but it's just, why not have a community? Why not mm-hmm. be able to have someone from Trinidad and Tobago reach out to you yeah. being like, oh my gosh, like these are the issues that I'm coming again, uh, coming across and you being someone in Australia, you know, you guys can commiserate and talk about those things. And even though it's not like the same set of issues, it's like that same route that's there. Like I've made a decision and these are the consequences for this decision that I've made. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of like, it's almost like a hug when you talk to someone Mm. and you're like, okay, you know what I'm going through. Whereas if I talk to someone who's childless, even though society might see us the same, we know that we're not the same, you know? Right. And so it's kind of like a different conversation. The only conversation yes. that we have that's in common there is society sees us without kids, you know, we're that spinster and right. that's kind of it. So it does yeah. provide those people um, a way to look for support where they need to get the support they can get and child-free mm-hmm. people can get the support where we need to get the support that we can get. So so it is pretty, yeah. it's good to have that distinction now. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And then there's like some of us in the middle. And I right. was so, I was so excited. I was like, I have a term. Have so, own- <laughs> Girl, you have like, your own badge. <laughs> yes, totally. I'm a, I'm a member too. Um, <laughs> so do you want to go over uh, the other? Yeah. So, okay. So now we've, we've separated the umbrellas. So we've got yeah, the childless umbrella the and the child-free umbrella. But yeah. under that, you kind of have your different little categories. And you'll have to tell me, and we've discussed it, I guess, a little bit, but I'm not sure exactly where you would fit in. But yeah. I feel like you would be a child-free by circumstance where mm-hmm. you're happy with your life. You're okay with everything mm-hmm. the way that it is. If you don't have kids, it's, it's fine. But if you were to have kids, also cool. Like you'd be cool with that as well. Yeah. So is that the same one as child free by chance? Uh, yes. Yeah, so child free by chance. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I'm mixed. I'm, it's like a slash child free by chance sure. and child free by circumstance. So it's kind of like, it's just the way your life has worked out. You know, if totally, if, if something had happened and Mr. Or Mrs. Wright walked in front of your face and you decided, cool, I want to have a baby with this person, then that's what would have happened. But yeah. It hasn't, yeah. it hasn't yet. And you're still cool with it. Yes, absolutely. You totally got it right. And I feel, you know, I think the programming was there. I mean, for all of us. Right. And I did enjoy working with kids. I do. I love, I love kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things that I don't feel that anything is missing in my right. life by not having kids, but I could see myself even like five or so years down the road adopting yeah, of course. someone if, you know, or I, I've always said like, if someone handed me a baby and was like, <laughs> we need you to raise this baby, I'd be like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I raise my hand. <laughs> yeah, I volunteer as tribute. Um, but it's definitely nothing that I have like cried over or right. really even actually thought too much about. Right. Um, yeah. But I think even within this kind of community, still some people could be considered childless, even if they do have 
partner or um, even if they're single, right? So even if you're a single person, you could still consider yourself childless if it's something that if it's something you that you really, want. really want. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. If you want kids, go, go for it. Um, and, yeah. and it just hasn't happened for you yet. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. then I would consider that person to be childless. Um, mm-hmm. if you could go either way, you know? Yeah. And that's where it does become kind of tricky because I'm in a bunch a of, murky. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups for child-free people and oh my goodness, they, they just go off in some of these groups. I'm <laughs> a little bit like sticky when, when you try to go, okay, well you have to fall under this definition or this definition has to only be mm-hmm. that. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, know yourself if, yes, you know, if, if this works for you, then it works for you. If this term does not work for you, we are not out here with pitchforks and, you know, forcing (laughs) you to like wear a scarlet letter. Okay. Right. Right. It's just a way for us to all understand where in our like path or where in our journey we are. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's really all it is. Yeah. I love that. So have you felt, so your podcast is out again, you guys, it's child-free chats with Tiara. Have you felt like, that community, because I feel like that community is really growing with you. Um, Have you seen like a lot of positive things come from creating a community of your own within this? Yeah. You know, what's really cool about um, camaraderie is that like Mm -hmm. people show up like, and that's Mm -hmm. like, I say it a lot on my podcast. Like I'm so grateful for all of the people who kind of are like, wait a second, that is me. Like thanks for having somewhere where I had these questions or I had this, this thing that was confusing for me, or I have, you know, I I want to know that someone out there is thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. There are a lot of um, child-free accounts, you know, they've got the memes and the quotes and the the, the YouTube channels and like everything (laughs) that you can find. So once you get into that, like do a deep, deep dive and you'll find so many people and they're so they're mostly very supportive. And so it's, it's really nice to be able to have like that kind of feedback and people who are just like, you know, thanks. Like, I appreciate that you're, you're speaking up, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like freedom, honestly, like when we talk about the expectations, we're always talking about that here in this space of like, we have all this input, we have all the things that we know that we're supposed to do, but like, it's about kind of finding that inner voice of what's right and taking that time to like, you know, clear away all of those layered messages and just find your spark, like find who you are, what you want out of life. And I think that by you guys creating more community for yourself, you're really showing people what freedom looks like and just other, that other options are available. And yes, here's some support if you're having some, trouble with this like if family members keep talking to you about it or if like literally systemically (laughs) you know there are issues yeah it's it's not always an easy path like you see some child-free people if you start to follow any of them you know you'll see a lot of child-free people who are like my life is fabulous and I don't care what anyone says and I'm going to be child-free and blah blah blah. it's It's like that's great but for a lot of us actually there is a bit of a struggle there if you're the type of person who grew up knowing you weren't Mm -hmm. going to have kids and society's not going to tell you anything congratulations like that's really great for you but some of us do, you know, you see it in, in every movie you watch and every book you read that and pressure. every 
you know, commercial that comes on TV, it's, it's there. So it's nice to be able to go, mm-hmm. okay, take a break, go talk, talk to some people who mm-hmm. are okay with not having children. You know, I, I went to a doctor the other day and he was talking to me. I don't know how much is TMI on your show, but, um, <laughs> Ooh, girl, never. Give me the tea. <laughs> <and> I- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So I went to a doctor the other day and he was like, oh, you're getting to be a bit um, like not old, but because of being on birth control, he's like, you're going to start mm-hmm. to have some health concerns with your birth control. And I was like, well, I'm happy to talk to you about options for, you know, snippings. And, and he was like, yeah. no, wouldn't even talk to me about it. Would not uh-huh. even talk to me about female sterilization is basically what I was looking after. And he said, no, try a different pill, try a different option, have your husband get snipped kind of thing. And I was like, well, this is my body. Like it's your body. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice. And sometimes there's butterflies and the world is free and rainbows. And you're like, this is great. I can sleep Mm -hmm. in on a Saturday and I don't have to worry worry about chasing children and (laughs) whatever. And sometimes it's like, no one's accepting (laughs) my choice. Like literally no one. So, yeah, I think raising awareness about that is important and not just, it's not something that is like, everybody needs to know this, blah, blah, blah. But I think conversations like this are super important because they create empathy. And I feel like the more that we know about people of like all kinds of walks of life, like, okay, cue the like, I'm running for Miss America music, but I truly truly do. I think that like, this is so interesting. And hearing that I was child-free by chance or by circumstance, hearing that actually like I felt gave me a little bit of freedom and also gave me a little bit of a sense of belonging with my community, but it gave me more freedom and more empathy towards I started looking at every, I kind of just like subconsciously started thinking about all my friends in my life who didn't have children and it made me relate Mm -hmm. to them in my mind a little bit differently because I think most of my friends, uh, they're all on a spectrum, but it just, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it opened my mind to people who were like in your circumstance or people who wanted to have kids and just haven't met their partner yet or haven't found a, a situation that they wanted to do it in so I want to say thank you because I learned so much and I didn't know it was like a whole world you know you open a door and there's like this whole new world we're different colors of the same rainbow yes (laughs) totally (laughs) that's what it felt like so I want to encourage everyone um to check out child free chats with TR especially if you do not have children if you feel your path is to have kids go for it like that's great but if you don't want to have kids or you're not really sure, yeah, I mean, I talk about it all, all the crappy stuff, all the good stuff, all the fun yes. stuff. Please tune in Child Free Chats with TR. It's available everywhere. And she's on Instagram too, at Child Free Chats. So go give her a little visit, give her a follow. Join in on the chat, be part of the community. We all have a good time. <laughs> We have a great time. We do. We're having a great time over there. So y'all, this has been my conversation with TR. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, mate. Okay. <laughs> yes, Australia. <laughs> Ah, 
All right, y'all. This has been another episode of Living Louder with Chauncey Renee. Thanks so much for joining us. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can at Living Louder Podcast. If you want to contact me or donate to the podcast, you could do so at chaunceyrenee.com slash contact. And if you like this episode and you're listening on an I I was going to say on an iPod. What year is this? On an iPhone, you can uh, rate this podcast five stars. Uh, It just helps other people to find it. So I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I definitely did. And we will see you next week. Until next time, you know I love you. Do you remember my peacock song? I had this long peacock feather that I got from a zoo and you, you and your mom were over at my house and this, I, I stuck the peacock feather out and I said, don't you mess with me because I've got my eye on you. you. <laughs> Take that to me. <laughs> Why will I never forget that? <laughs>